Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast, coming to you from Oceanside, California, inside of a little mobile home park with noisy neighbors on my right and noisy neighbors on my left. The noisy neighbors on my right aren't nearly as annoying as the noisy neighbors on my left. The noisy neighbors on my left are alcoholics who drink for like 10 hours at a time. Uh, the couple times I've asked them politely to shut the fuck up, they have. So there's that. But it's almost like they're testing. You know, and this, this, there's this part in me that builds into a rage that wants them to die at my hand. Of course, I would never do that. Die by my hand. Alcoholics in the trailer next to mine. I've mentioned this before. A prefabricated home is different than a trailer. Don't ever call a prefabricated home a trailer. Uh, people who live in prefabricated homes will correct you. Um, that there's a difference. So I live in a prefabricated home in a mobile home community park. It's actually really nice. <clears throat> and I live. I have probably the cheapest rent in, I mean, anywhere, basically. All of Southern, all, probably all of California. Um, I've managed to pay off $15,000 in credit card debt in the last year as a result of this inexpensive rent. So I just grin and bear it. I actually put these, uh, I take Max brand earplugs, M-A-C-K-S, <clears throat> best brand earplugs on the market. Um, and I shove them way into my ear canals. And then I put the like Home Depot, like ear earmuffs, like construction ear blocker, ear earmuff things on over those. And I can't hear shit. And I just go into this zone of silence and read and just sort of the world disappears and there I am in my noisy mobile home park home park in complete silence it's amazing it's amazing what you know $20 worth of noise protection can do for your entire experience of what it means to be alive generate your own silence too noisy outside generate your own silence too noisy in your neighborhood generate your own silence Anyway, so you can take the experience you are having of life if you aren't enjoying it and switch it around or try your best to switch it around. And you'll find if you try your best to switch it around, then it very likely will switch. So sometimes I just put headphones on and uh, listen to music. Sometimes I generate my own silence, whatever you got to do. So transitioning, speaking of... Um, living in circumstances you aren't altogether happy with. I do have two roommates. That's part of the deal of the $600 a month rent. And they finally left the, the, the mobile home for the first time, I think, ever since I've lived with them. Actually, he goes to work. But besides work, he doesn't do anything. He just leaves. He just, it, it's weird. It's the only roommates I've ever had that like I'm not friends with or that I don't really, we don't really communicate. We just sort of like coexist in a house together. And his wife, they're like a young married couple, and his wife, he met her online somehow over some like international online dating app or something. And she's from Chile, and um, I believe, yeah, Chile. And um, I and and they've been married, I think, a year, but she doesn't leave this one room in the trailer mobile home. She just stays in this one room all day. Like she she never leaves the room. She like literally doesn't go outside. 
for days at a time now you know i'm like out and about i surf i get out of the house if i just need to i'll just get into my car and and just drive pick a destination like pick a grocery store that's like 30 miles away and just go to it just for the sake of getting the fuck out you know now granted this person has a doesn't have a car and i i get that but i think maybe like he met her online and she looked up some pictures of california and and probably saw like redwoods and beaches and surf and then she moves here and you know she's like stuck in this mobile home you know with this dude that's like not very ambitious so it's really weird and and then there's this this interesting dynamic where sometimes I think that they both think that I'm like trying to fuck her or something which I'm just not at all it's like not what's happening sort of even sort of you know and so that's just kind of weird and then um like we'll just be in the kitchen together sometimes where we have to share the common area and there's just this weird tension in the air and I'm like what the hell is going on here this is so weird. You know what I mean? But then once in a while, she'll like, I'll be like waxing my surfboard or changing the fins on my board or whatever. And then she'll get all flirty with me, like in front of him. She'll be like, oh, what are you doing? And I'll be like, oh, you know, because I'm lonely and I want to talk to people. So I'll like share. And then, then, then he'll like leave the room or something. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm in the twilight zone. So they went, they went camping and that was that was nice but i find myself um having to um generate my own sort of company or my own sort of happiness which you know sometimes you just have to do and covid has been an opportunity for so many of us to go inward that um there's a lot of growth there's a lot of personal growth that's happening for me um there are re-established connections. There are some connections that have actually fallen off. There are people I was better friends with before COVID, and now I'm not as good of friends with. They're just sort of gone. Um, and then there are others who have come back, one I mentioned in my last episode, which is interesting. And uh, this whole COVID thing is fucking crazy. Everybody's just going nuts. Everybody's at each other's throats. I've just sort of made a pact with the universe not to post anything about what I think on social media at all and just post about fucking my breakthroughs and paying off my credit card debt and that just seems to be working really nice because it's freed up a lot of space in my head anything political anything opinionated you can't say shit i find the most uh comprehensive information about covid uh to come from ben shapiro the ben shapiro podcast he sorts through all of it and comes to his own conclusions uh, based on data that I don't think he's making up. Uh, he kind of looks at all sides of issues. He thinks the, uh, the far leftists are idiots, um, whatever. Some of them are. Um, most of them aren't. Uh, most of them are very well-intentioned. But, you know, you get a perspective. It's, it's an interesting perspective on the thing. And he also draws the line between what a liberal is and what a leftist is. And there, yeah, I believe there is a difference. I used to be a far leftist, and now I'm liberal. Well, I've, I mean, I've always been liberal, but uh, I'm, I'm liberal all day long. Um, but as far as COVID information goes, I find him to be the one who kind of sorts through all of it and just comes to relatively accurate conclusions and then pits that, doesn't pit it, but just like sort of lays the, the data he sorts through alongside of or sets it alongside of the data that you're being presented by the press and you can just see the discrepancy the the it's the the press i have lost all faith in the press i think they're 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 on a they're on a mission to report bad news there's never any good news 
Um, and the way, you know, if you're, I'm sorry, but Trump, you say whatever the fuck you want about Trump. I think Trump is just a, such an epic moron. You know, you can go back through the queue and find the episode I released, a, uh, written titled who are you being or how are you being and i talked about trump as the archetypal fool um who's serving some sort of twisted demented mission inside of this uh or his twisted role inside of the galactic infrastructure or whatever you want to call it um but you know you got these quote-unquote woke people um woke if you're truly woke you have compassion for all beings that's part of being woke if you're compassionate the the reason compassion exists is for people like Donald Trump. It's really easy to be compassionate towards like a little bird that just fell out of its nest. You know, it's really easy to be compassionate for someone on their deathbed. It's not easy to be compassionate for someone like Donald Trump. And that's where compassion really matters. It's when there's a fucking jackass who's shown up on the world stage and who's just acting out childish impulses and unhealed wounds and projecting it all into the world um, and who desperately wants to just be loved, probably. That's, that's when uh, the time for compassion shows the, the, that's when the need for compassion or the the practice the real spiritual practice of compassion um, shows up or is necessary or you know it's it's when it's in it's when it's inconvenient to be compassionate that compassion matters the most and I just saw the see all these quote unquote woke people there's nothing woke about that there just isn't one of the things I learned in the 12 step programs, is is that when you have a resentment, um, it's your job to look at your side of the street. It's one of the most powerful spiritual tools I've ever encountered. Is step four of the twelve steps, and and I and and that it it, it immediately forces me to look at my own behavior or my own judgments or my own preconceived notions um, about. Um, uh, it, it forces me to keep my side of the street clean. And so if I'm pissed at Donald Trump, I got to look at I got to look at something over here. And Donald Trump is just this epic example of everyone's subconscious hatred towards themselves and others just personified. And if you you'll, you'll notice that those who hate him the most are so disturbingly like him, it's frightening. They're just coming from a different they're just they're just projecting different things from different places, but you know, if you spot it, you got it. So if you see hatred and rage and and uh, judgmentalism, you might want to consider that you're just projecting your own shit onto him. Because if you're giving away your power to that jackass, that's your problem. That's your problem. And it's not to suggest that we aren't supposed to, or if some of us aren't called forth to stand up and protest um, from time to time. I believe that the 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 world needs a left the united states needs a left if it weren't for the left you know you wouldn't have had things like the civil rights movement if you you know you need the left to bring awareness to social issues and and to bring awareness to places in the country or the world where things do in fact need to change. And so the left serves a very, very, very important purpose in the, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things. Um, those, I've mentioned this before, those, those black boys who sat at the counter in Woolworths 
in the South in the 1960s or the 50s. I'm not sure exactly when that was, the, the Woolworths incident. That, that was, those were necessary things that needed to happen uh, in order to, you know, push, uh, in, in order to bring civil rights issues to the forefront. Rosa Parks, that is a badass mamma jamma. Um, you know, her refusal to give up her seat, which led to the Montgomery bus boycott, um, that shook up the, the, the entire country, and these things need to happen. Um, and that, that's, that's, that's wokeness, you know, and, and I'm not suggesting that people who claim to be woke and who aren't necessarily the wokest aren't good people. Um, that's, that's not it at all. Um, I just think that when you aren't taking a look at your own subconscious programming, when you aren't willing to, to, to look at the three fingers that are pointing back at you as a result of you pointing your finger at one person, and you've got so many millions of people currently doing that, that's when, you know, we've got a real, that's when we can have a real problem and everybody's fighting and, and it's all, you know, I find that all these people fighting on social media, if you just took them and some of the people I've seen get into the, the bitterest debates on, on Facebook, if you just, if, you, if we just put them all in a room together, we'd all get along. Like we it would be fine. If we just had a party and started drinking, it would be fine. And, and I, I really feel that um, there's, there's the devil is dancing in all of this. The devil is, is reveling in the division. And that's not what God wants. That's not what the universe, you know, that's, that's not what um, my higher power, who I choose to call God, wants. We are all the same. We are all spirit. Um, we are all uh, fundamentally good, I believe. Um, and I'm not sure, side note, I'm not sure what the role of the, so- the sociopath is in the infrastructure either but i have an energy healer named john Makoff, and he mentioned that there's cert- some kind of role that the sociopath serves in all of this so love your neighbor man you know it's like it's like the uh the the kundalini sutras of the there are five kundalini there's five sutras of the we are now in the aquarian age we just moved from the piscean age to the aquarian age the piscean age it was like 25,000 years long or something, and now we're in the Aquarian Age. This is according to Kundalini stuff, and it syncs up with the Mayan calendar stuff and probably syncs up with some other stuff, but this is from Kundalini training that I get this. Um, the The Aquarian Age, uh, we've transitioned into the Aquarian Age, and there, uh, one of the sutras of the Aquarian Age is um, recognize that the other person is you. So in other words, if you if you see someone else and they're triggering you, that's just your own bullshit staring you right back in the face. And that's the, the entire premise of the Course in Miracles is that this is all an illusion and that we have people who show up in experience and they are just projections of our own unhealed wounds and subconscious guilt. And by forgiving them, we forgive ourselves. And so there are all these opportunities that we have when someone shows up and is a, as an adversary. Is that the word? Adversary? As someone who's as someone uh, shows up um, to, to challenge us by, quote-unquote, making us angry, that's actually an opportunity for us to look at ourselves in the mirror and, and, and forgive, that per- forgive the person in front of us. And as a result of forgiving the person in front of us, we're forgiving ourselves. Because the ego is just dead set on wanton destruction. It's dead set on the elimination of the entire motherfucking world. And 
and the Holy Spirit, the the spirit self that exists sort of behind the scenes of the ego, is you know it just it just sees all as God, all as Christ, all as as goodness. Sees all of us as equal, you know, and so the opportunity um, in the in the the opportunity available inside of this phenomenon of COVID and Trump is is to do the the deep inner healing work that God ultimately is calling us calling all of us forth to do, and you know, fighting over masks or making the other person wrong. Um, for behaving in a way that you don't see fit, it doesn't. It just doesn't help. It. It just doesn't help anything. It's not to suggest that there isn't room for discussion, or that we don't need to discuss things and and come to you know uh, appropriate consensuses. Is that is that is that the right way of saying it? I don't know. Um, it does. It doesn't. It's not to suggest that there aren't things to. Um, to discuss, but there's just this division that's being fueled by the media and by social media, and and it isn't helping anything. And a lot of people are being marginalized um, in the process, and that's just fueling more division. So, you know, it's it's I, I find that a lot of conservative arguments to be I find a lot of conservative arguments uh, to be valid. I don't see the mask debate as a political debate. I see it as a human debate. Um, but, and it's been politicized, um, but I'm just, I, I, I don't, I don't understand why we have to be fighting over everything. You know, I wish we weren't fighting over everything. I mentioned in the last episode that, you know, I, these people had this, this contempt prior to investigation regarding, uh, a post or a comment that I my last political comment was like a week and a half ago in regards to uh, someone say being happy that the Redskins were no longer to be going to be called the Redskins. And, and I said, David Hawkins has a different take on this. And if you're interested and they weren't interested and the wife of this person sort of attacked me and told me, just said some shitty things to me and they were just kind of exhibiting this contempt prior to investigation and you know whatever but at the end of the day i would like do you know i fucking it's i don't hate these people they're wonderful people if they're if if they're gonna hold something on me that's not my problem right i've got plenty of judgments about plenty of people for plenty of reasons and you know whatever so it's me it's myself that i need to get over it's not trying to make other people it's not it's not it's not about proving myself right in the face of what I perceive to be other people's wrongness so um, you know I think I'm just going to kind of wrap it up there and make this a shorter episode thanks so much for listening Um, there are a lot of downloads in this podcast I there's at least about at least 100 an episode so that's great Um, thank you if you're one of those people if you'd like to email me at transform transform at Magic Pisces. Feel free, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.